Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. Hanging, and I was like, "Oh, can you not get that by yourself?" <laughs> so I reached over and I pulled it out. It's very, very cool of me. Very mom vibes. Very cool. I love that. Well, great. I'm glad you're pulling shits out of cats' butts and powering through the migraine. I'd like to welcome us all back once again to the Quality Time Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Eric P. Woodworth, joined by blood brother, man with a thousand flakes, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? I'm not Jeremy. Oh, my God. Is it? Who is this? Is this Jeremy Irons? This is DC 20's own Dick Dysel. <laughs> Dick Dysel? Oh, my God. As Who known as... Creature feature host from 1984. Okay, I did. I was not expecting this. Um, well, welcome to the program. We're also joined by the very lovely, the very migraine riddled Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, live from DC. How are you? Uh, I could be better, um, <laughs> but not to shit on Jeremy, but. Can I call you Lando Flakes? <laughs> <laughs> Lando Flakes, hell yeah. I like that. Very, uh, I'm, I'm semi-cleaned up, and uh, I'm almost letting myself go now. Oh. Um, I, I, if I really used a little bit more cold tar, I think I could get um, I could get a handle on it, but my, I think my psoriatic arthritis is, uh, wor- is working it, and uh, my my... My ankles look like uh, a 500-pound woman's ankles. <laughs> yeah, they do. You do have you do have the uh, the ankles of a 90s Roseanne currently. Um, season. Well, one. I wouldn't go. Season I wouldn't one. go as far as Roseanne. She was a she was a nice hottie in the in the 80s. But you know, I'm talking about like 500 500 pounds. Yeah. Well, am I allowed to ask or like bring it up? Like, Jeremy, is it true that you've been starting your treatments yes are you happy so far like no i'm just gonna die of uh brain cancer like my dad did but either way I, he's, it's he's sure again, it's I'll, giving I'll him have, brain cancer right now but I'll, I'll have great skin for the next uh five years so i'm excited about it you know i think you know i think a brain tumor could do you good man you know but if i die just like my dad did with a, almost um blind and try to fight everybody when I go back to the hospice. So, I'll, well, I'll, wait a minute. Look, sorry, I'm sorry, Eric. I said, Jerry, I'll, don't worry. I'll drag you into the ambulance on your way to hospice. Don't worry, <laughs> I got you. By the way, I will say, if and Ashley, I swear, I'm gonna just one thing. I saw Jeremy this week, and he looks felt. Like there's a speltness Aww. of it. He says he's dying, but really, I think he's just coming into his old age, and like you just get smaller. And I've got to be honest with you, he's a little bit slimmer than me right now. He looks fucking good. Aww. So that's uh, great. Kenny, Kenny wanted to uh, offer uh, cookies for everybody, and uh, yeah. like, um, can I can can you um, bring some cookies? And I'm like, um, maybe if you meet me at the door, it's probably like how many hundreds of yards, and that's probably another hundred yards to see where the actual event is. Is there no way I don't want to w- walk another couple hundred yards because I'm sitting on a chair and I just got off work and my my 
ankles are bloated like a 500 pound woman's feet so what, so what jeremy i think you gave zero context about all of that but yes jeremy was at the maryland live casino at the uh jss event where kenny was also there and brought you of uh, all of us cookies and then um you had to go walk out and go get them which we we're very gracious for um, i could have brought you cook- cookies that i got from kenny that would have been another thousand yards for me to walk these cookies to you, which not a enhanced chance in hell yeah, of you those cookies to, on on uh on the it listen, I, I would never ask you to brave the rough terrain of a casino floor again. Um <laughs> for, for anything. <laughs> I was like, man, if there's only like a bandit or like, you know, maybe like one of those razor things, like a lift. Or uh, you know, what are the jumps? Can I get Maybe. you? What could, do you think? Have you thought about this? Could we just turn you into a full Mojo cosplay, and we get you like a little f- hover chair? Yeah, hover chair. Hear, hear me out. I've said this before. We just need to get a pallet jack that we carry Jeremy around on, and just take him into places and unload him as needed. With, yeah, with my, my pallet jack song blazing with like a hundred watts. Yeah. Power. I'm a pallet jack warrior. Have yeah. you guys seen these these ice coolers that you can actually sit on oh, and drive yeah. around on? Yeah, we need we need to get one for Jeremy so he can keep his milk cold. Hold on, I got. Hear me out. Listen to this. Hold on. Okay. The year is 2046. After a freak accident at the giant loading facility. Blueberries mixed with toxic waste tipped over one pallet jack driver. When he emerged from the sludge, the machine and man had become one. See pallet jack man taking on crime, lifting it to its highest heights. Pallet jack man, he's pallet jacking off crime. Pallet jack man. He's going to, he's ready to, to, to lift, and uh, uh, he's, he's also forklift certified. All right, that's not. <laughs> he can't make it past any stairway. He's kind of like Ed 209. Yeah, so. he's like, his only thing is any surface that isn't perfectly fat, flat is his enemy. <laughs> can I be, the, can I be the toxic family Avenger? Where? <laughs> I just show up at family get-togethers for people, and I defend you against your family. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are, are you? Um, are you um, offering to have uh, Jeff come to your home? Uh, okay, I got Yeah, man, I can. I can do it. I. I can handle Jeff. Hell yeah! I believe in myself. I give you one half or half hour before you're screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs> I give. I'll take the under. I'll take the under. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I say we do this. So bonus episode. So Ashley and I. I don't know how much I told you of this, but uh, I'd like to take you back to um, Friday, where my sweet brother is there. Um, he gets to the Maryland Live Casino, mm-hmm. and he brings his own chair. He's the only one that has a chair with him. He brings a, a hunting chair because he knows he's going to need to sit. He saw the floor arrangements. He's like, I'm going to need to take gotcha. a load off. He's also bringing a cooler with him, which I didn't know you could even bring into there. Um, this cooler, which I got multiple texts about because he got there before me, doesn't have beer, not liquor. He can't drink, not a Mountain Dew or a cola. Order root beer. Not not anything, not, not popsicles, not freezy pops. My brother, a live event, really ready to turn up, has brought a half gallon of milk. <laughs> so I heard a rumor that the milk existed. I did throw up a little bit. When I heard that there was milk in the casino, Jeremy, can you walk us through your thought process? 
Yeah. On the milk? Yeah, what, why bring a half gallon? Of, did you check the menu and be like, I saw Bud Lights and that I did not see milk even on the I had to bring my own. I had to bring my own milk. I had uh, a fan, my favorite fan, known as Kenny the Strangle Chef, made me cookies for you, all guy, all of you. And uh, he didn't sneak it in. And they, they said he couldn't bring the cookies in. Because oh god, mm. you bring bring in cookies to an event. It's not outside so, cookies, not in this casino. Um, so I was gonna drink the milk with the cookies because that's what I don't even like eating cookies unless I have milk. So you that ha- makes sense. Okay, I like it. I mean, it doesn't, but it like makes sense. Um, <laughs> hey, you, you, want, you want some uh, some Coca Cola with your cookies? No, because that's called called evil. Oh, I'll say, Jeremy, you're not fat enough for this group because I've absolutely eaten cookies with concerning beverages. Okay, like cookies de- and cookies. I definitely. Hey, how about some? How about your your cookies with some tea? Yeah, no. No, no, no. I just, you're right. I will admit, I do like, I, I do, especially a chocolate chip cookie. I do like uh-huh. it with milk. I don't know if I like cookies enough that I was like, they're going to be there. I got to I gotta leave the house with milk. I definitely, I've never liked cookies that much. I can tell you that much. I've never, <laughs> I never, and I also think, like, Jeremy, when you got in the car, did you, like, start the engine? You were like... Fuck! I gotta get milk. Did when did how far did the planning go? Where you were like, I gotta, I gotta bring a half gallon of milk to this. How many times my wife will bring cookies to a special thing <laughs> where they're like millionaires? They li- literally have a million dollar, million dollar house. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we didn't have any milk. Like, what? The, what the fuck is this place? What's the point that- of even having money? You fucking filth. Well, I, you don't even have. You probably don't even have a dig dug machine. <laughs> so, so all right, Ashley, I, and I think this is information um, you you don't know about. Okay, so the end of the event, I go to check on Jeremy. Um, I'm I'm perusing around. It was really fun. I go mm-hmm. to check on Jeremy. Over the course of I guess about three hours, we were there. How mm-hmm. much milk of the half gallon was left? How much? Actually, two questions. That'll be the second question. And uh, bonus points. Guess what kind of milk it was in percentage. Okay. Can I just say that either of my guesses is going to make me sad. Um. (laughs) (laughs) How much milk was left in the container and what percent milk was it? All right. Well, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to answer it backwards first. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say... Jeremy doesn't strike me as a whole milker. Am I right? You're good. Yeah. We. I, okay. I will preface this. We grew up in a skim milk family. I didn't Oh, taste, yeah. So uh, did I, because they magically thought it would make me uh, less fat. I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. It, um, skim milk didn't make any of us fat in this family. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the logic of the 90s with like, no, eat eat sugar-free foods. It's not going to give you permanent diarrhea the rest of your life. Um, okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm gonna go. Well, so okay, so then was it skim milk? No, no. So I'll say two percent. Oh, he no. went. He went with the rare one percent, right in between. One percent. I know. I'm gonna <laughs> shoot somebody, Jeremy. <laughs> it's fine. I'm kidding. I, to be fair, okay, so I one, also guessed wrong. I guessed two percent as well. Was my I guess. never? Who drinks only? Okay. <laughs> All right. Edit that out. All right. Uh, so, uh, and then how much of this was left? Uh, over the course, oh, you know, God. he's thirsty. He's sitting there watching a great show. How much of a half gallon of milk was, was remaining at the end? Man, I, it can really go either way. I'm just going to vote with my heart. I'm going to say that Jeremy drank that entire thing of milk. It's a really, uh, can I tell you something? You're so close. You're so close. <laughs> When I looked at it, this was near the end of the night. He was sleepy too. He was like, "I think I gotta go home, man. I'm too." Like, he had the look. All right, look the the look on Jerry's face when I saw him was like he had he had actually sucked a cow off for the last three hours. Like, I'm just fucking so tired, man. Mm-hmm. And I look at it. He still has it in the in his cooler. I pull it out, and there is literally like a centimeter of milk at the bottom. <laughs> 
like like not enough if you poured it onto rice krispies it would only snap and not crackle or pop uh <laughs> this makes my butthole hurt <laughs> so that's so much dairy that's so much lactose <laughs> Also, Jeremy, I'm not even like I'm literally trying to help you, Jeremy. You know why why the rich whites don't have milk? Because all that milk causes so much inflation or inflation <laughs> in the body. That's so bad for you. I, I only drink I only drink that's uh uh milk that's uh made by made by uh, Santos or whatever the Monsanto, yes. Carlos Monsanto. Uh, I say DeSantis. Yes, but yes, he gets he gets Governor DeSantis's milk shipped directly to him. <laughs> so that was great, Jeremy. Extra American milk. <laughs> but it was good, Jeremy. You were you got to meet uh, a lot of people there, and uh, it was. I thought you had a pretty good time overall. Uh, yeah, it was great to uh, stalk uh, Justin and Rick. So. It was good. It was good. Um, I I just had I got one little quick quick story I'd like to go over. Um, a wonderful time at uh, Magoobies. Thanks for everybody who came out this week to uh, uh, the not a sold out show, but a solid hundred and ten people showed up to watch our little band Bussy last night. And so I'm eternally grateful for anybody who made it out there. But Monday night. I might be living my best life this week. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I got to go to Monday Night Raw with Justin and Rob and sat front row right behind the announce booth. Um, I do want to share one quick story from that because it's an amazing event. But when I was there, we had uh, the great Dominic Mysterio of the Judgment Day with Rhea Ripley ringside with us. And, uh, of course, you know, you try to razz them, their heels and stuff. Uh, Justin and I made Ray and Dominic break their heel character twice. And <laughs> once was... Actually, Justin did it twice. He said one line. He said, Dom uses a two-in-one shampoo conditioner. And everybody just started laughing. <laughs> And I, you saw Rhea like just go, okay, that's funny. And then he said, Dom picks the peanuts off a of payday. And then that one, <laughs> that one did good too. And so we finally got their attention. So they turned to us like, he's like, you need to shut your mouth, blah, blah, blah. Dominic's going like that. And I go, whoa, whoa, Dom, Dom, stop. You're my second favorite Mysterio. And then he... <laughs> He started laughing real hard. So we did make them uh, break character, which uh, I'm I'm pretty proud of. You know, when you make are you a talking, are you talking about the Gyllenhaal car- car- character? A Jake Gyllenhaal character? Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yes, yes. He as soon as I made him laugh, he's like, I'm not really gay. Um, <laughs> he broke character for a second. It was good. It was good. Um, but overall, that was freaking awesome. Ashley, you've had a week of shows under your belt that I'm sure were pretty uh, amazing. Do you your have any week, tales from the- Your week was way better. Eric's glossing over it. Eric got to go to WWE, which was amazing, like he just said. Then Eric did the JSS 10th anniversary show. Yeah. And then he did Magoo. You had a full week. It was a full ass week. I got Ooh. on TV twice this week, apparently. That's amazing. So that's pretty cool, I guess. I'll I come I come back as this week I will be uh Friday night at uh the periodic table in Columbia where I historically eat a dick constantly, but keep saying yes uh-huh. to go to. And then uh we'll be in Denton to um uh dent that pussy. Let me tell you guys. Denton, Maryland, uh doing a bussy show. Gonna be Fun. We'll have T-shirts hopefully by then, though. Eventually, we'll probably second don't second only to Salisbury. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no fun stories that you got there, Ash Ash McGash. Oh. Um, trying to think since I feel like poopy. Um, yeah, I mean nothing really like amazing. Unfortunately, like everything's been fine. Uh, I did do a show last night at hysteria in pasadena and i go to bring up this comedian who eric i may have to jog your memory you have also met this person at a chris loman show at firm brewing 
he i believe his name is terry he's a bald terry duck is that his name uh black guy right terry glasses yeah yeah yeah. i know terry yeah (laughs) yes okay that's gonna be relevant so i obviously have met him before i'm hosting and i go to bring him up and i'm going off of the information i've been given by the man that booked me and as i bring him up you know enthusiasm whatever he is dragging his ass coming to the stage and from the back starts yelling you better bring me upright you better bring me upright to the right name <clears throat> and i have the microphone <clears throat> <laughs> Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy's now topless. Matter. <laughs> He's just trying to get some sun in his completely darkened <laughs> studio room. <laughs> Listeners. Okay, I'm not a pervert. <laughs> this is terrifying. Listeners, Jeremy is now naked, at least from the top half. So, um, so I I have the mic, and I'm just kind of looking at the audience. And I'm like, what? What would you like me to bring you up as? And he's like, this bitch doesn't know. I'm I'm Rev T Mac, Rev <laughs> T Mac. And I was like, I don't give a fuck what you are. <laughs> like, shut shut up, and I'll bring you up then. Like, he wants me to restart this intro. He he's not kidding. Hit my music. <laughs> oh my god. So I. I bring him up to the right thing then, and I lean over to Chris Lohman, and I go, you owe me an extra $10 for that shit. God. <laughs> Which he did pay. Um, so then, sorry, the reason I bring this up, I then get a text this morning from Church of Satire, which I am headlining Saturday. And they go, hey, the person that was originally supposed to host, they're back in the mental hospital. <laughs> And we heard you just got out, Ashley. Do you think you could do it? Or <laughs> I'm headlining, bitch. What the fuck? Stop. I'm, make, I'm making jokes. Well, so anyways, my host, they're like, hey, they're not going to be available. But we found you someone new. Is it Terry? Is it Reverend T? Hell yeah. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Did you yell at him and say, you better bring me up right, bitch? God. (laughs) I I will not restrain myself. If he fucks up this show for me, I'm gonna let him know in front of everybody. So, whatever. But no, everything's, you know, everything's fine. I'm getting older just everything's fine i'm not having a meltdown perfect um jeremy do you have any fun stories to share other than the the milk the milk thing from this week i know we have some special jeffrey audio that we're gonna get to we we get a message from uh, our uncle jeff and um uh he calls leaves a message and uh he's very timely uh obviously uh timely of current events like the uh the titanic and mm. movies like the other so okay so here we are the uncle jeffrey voicemail from this week hey hey, Jerry. hey it's your uncle Je- it's your Uncle Jeffrey. Hey, last night I was watching my 24-inch Zenith television. It's like pretty much like brand new. And I saw that trailer for Oppenheimer and that, that Little Mermaid. It got me thinking, hey, you think you think maybe mermaids like like were made from the nuclear blast here? <laughs> you know, I think maybe that Jackson Brown song, Catfish John, or maybe he was half a fish person. And, uh, hey, Jer, hey. Do you happen to have any 1% gallon, half gallons of milk, Jerry? You just need like a half gallon of 1%? I've been living off bags of dried cereal. <laughs> oh, Uncle Jeffrey delivers once again. Um, I, sometimes you ever listen to Uncle, uh, Uncle Jeff, Jeremy, and think, man, is it Uncle Jeff, or is that really just a Rick Moranis who got in a horrible car accident? What happened to your voice? My voice? I don't know. I got like a little... You know you get that weird little phlegmy bubble deep in your throat? Like... 
Is that bad? Eric, have you been drinking 1% milk? It's all that 1%. It's coming back up. It really gets bubbly down there. Mm. I, uh, can I, I, I could tell that uh, 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 Josh Spiegel was very evasive, even with the fans that come up with uh, with uh, selfies with him. And he just like, he goes faster, faster away from the fans. Get, aw- get away. Don't touch me. Yeah, it's called autism. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of autism, let's get into this week's movie. Because uh, I'm ready for it. You're ready for it. Ashley, this was your pick of the week. And uh, boy, did this movie deliver. Uh, Monster Dog, 1984, starring the one and only Alice Cooper of rock and roll fame. He's only 18, uh, 40 years before this. So um, this is a hell of a movie. Uh, Ashley, why Monster Dog? Because I clearly make great choices. <laughs> I, I, uh, this is my first watching of it. Ashley, when she didn't undersell it, she's like, guys, I might have made a bad pick. It's free on Tubi, but it looks like it's ripped from a VHS uh, copy of yeah. it that they're streaming and well, showing ads for. It's fucking bad. <laughs> well, so here's, I'll tell you though why I picked it though, legitimately. I'm an Alice Cooper fan. So like, I was excited. So I picked it. Um, I saw a still of, I'll just call it the creature or something from the movie that made me go like, oh, this kind of reminded me almost of like the thing. I was like, maybe this is going to be, well, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, oh, it'll be a weird creature feature. It'll, it'll be great in some aspect. It like had to be. What's yeah, then, it has the feeling like saw, maybe it's like a cellar dweller or something like that. Yes. You know, you're like, and, okay, this will be fun and campy. And then what? I saw it and I was like, I hate that the most memorable thing about this movie is there is one song that keeps being played throughout this entire shit movie. And in my opinion, it's a bad song and now it's just stuck <laughs> in my head i need a jeremy woodworth original to cleanse my palate is this the song you're talking about question so that's the song yes. right you're talking about um does he yes. say is the lyric right here i never looked up the lyrics is this is this lyric i come in my face like he comes in his own face listen i come in my face because mine's been erased <laughs> I think it says I don't have a face, but but it's truly terrible. It's truly terrible because here's what actually bothers me, okay? Is he saying (laughs) identity crisis or identity crises, which is the right way to say it, but if he's saying identity crises... I'm gonna fucking lose it. Identity crisis ease and down. down. <laughs> so terrible. Um, let, let, I, we'll, let me circle back to the song and just talk a little bit about the director of this movie, Claudio uh, Fergasso. This is a Italian film. Um, uh, who he's most famous for? If you look at his IMDb credits, he is the writer of the one, the only Troll Two. Uh, so the the yes. one. <laughs> 
<laughs> the wonderful movie Troll 2 was written by the great Claudio Fergazzo. So uh, I, this is the I dog discovered show that to. too late after I picked this movie. Immediately after I told you it was our movie, I found that out. And I was like, no, we're still going to do it. <laughs> so uh, now Alice Cooper, uh, a longtime rock star, was kind of waning in popularity at the time. Um, so much so that in 1983, he was a raging alcoholic. His uh, label actually dropped him. He had just become clean of alcohol and drugs, uh, and he thought that this movie was going to be part of his comeback. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> and uh, when he saw it, he was kind of relieved that it would only be apparently released in the Philippines. Um, but it has become a cult classic over the years as uh, people have bootlegged copies to bring over to the States. Um, and the other bad part, and we're going to play tons of audio of this. The voice you just heard was the great Alice Cooper singing. But the whole movie of him actually speaking in English, that's the language he speaks, uh, is dubbed over with some Amer some English actor who's just speaking over top of it, so it is a bad dub over top of Alice Cooper, which is fucking mind-blowingly hilarious to me. Let me throw this out there, Eric. Sometime, this might be a great movie to chop up and use for game night. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that what, what the dub would be great yeah. to use parts from this movie. Oh, yeah. so good. Um, so uh, the movie literally starts out with just an Alice Cooper music video to that fucking song we were just listening to. And it's not a great, it is the most underwhelming music video I've ever seen. Um, Jeremy, did you ever, did this movie, did this music video ever actually play on MTV? Uh, it's obviously, uh, it's, it's subpar uh, quality wise, but for a video, it's, it's just as good as any uh, MTV video in, in the 80s, definitely of its time. But he, he has so many tropes from his other his other albums and his songs. He's like his greatest is Alice Cooper's greatest hits. He's he's a he's a gangster on the album cover. Mm -hmm. So it's exactly like his thing. But uh, everybody who knows that it's uh, it's really uh, Vincent Furnier. Vincent Furnier character in on this thing is Vincent uh, Vincent uh, Price. Jody Price, Great Raven, Fisher Price, hence, hence the biggest Vincent Price m movie of all time was probably the Raven or the Fly. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so, so his, his, he was a big fan of uh, Vincent Price, and I sent you that uh, clip from his big time uh, TV special called "Welcome to to My Nightmare," where he actually has a, a little skit with Vincent Price talking about the song The Black Widow <laughs> and we my brother my cousin listened to that song like oh this is hilarious <laughs> let's see if I can let's see if I can get a little bit of the Black Widow audio that you sent over here there's Vincent Price with Alice Cooper I see you've come here for an education <laughs> oh, that's very encouraging. Most children aren't interested in science. Well, this is my museum. Let's start with anatomy, as he disrobes in front of Alice Cooper. Uh, <laughs> no, that looks fun. Vincent Price and Alice Cooper, a match made in heaven. But can I say, though, like, I like the points that Jeremy made, but, like, I think here's my issue, though. The song itself, I didn't think was particularly good. Like, it did nothing for me. But the other thing for me is, sorry that I'm jumping ahead, but, like, why was this shown multiple times at the weirdest parts of <laughs> yes. the movie? Because <laughs> uh, So apparently that's uh, one of the writers for this film was that he had to write two songs for this movie, and this was the two songs that he banged out in, like, two months before shooting. <laughs> So Who? Aren't they the same song? No, he has a second song in this too. The one that they shoot the music video uh, in mid mid. Oh yes, through. yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, you're so, right. You're right. In the mirror, where he has to talk about he cares about humanity, like uh, Michael Jackson. I knew it. You're right. That one was equally bad, which is why I blocked it from my memory. 
<laughs> so it opens up with this bad um this bad music video and then um you get to hear the voice of Alice Cooper with big quotation marks as uh, I pulled the first little bit of audio here about him talking about this music video. So what do you say, Vince? Not bad, huh? Not bad. It stinks. The next one we do has got to have more punch. Is that why the record company sent it back here to shoot it? To give you some hometown inspiration? Sure. Once we get there, we can take it, experiment, play around until we come up with something original. <laughs> What's going on back there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you get to see his group of b- cool friends. I like that also Alice Cooper looks like a decrepit, drug-riddled 45-year-old man in this. And he has all these hot 20-year-old friends that he's like, yeah, we're just a bunch of teens that are coming out, dudes. <laughs> like <that>. Yes. <laughs> he, he ages. He ages like milk in Jeremy's cooler. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say... Fun part about this movie, it doesn't have one warning. It has two warnings as they're headed to the his childhood castle he grew up in uh, as we, we go to uh, Vince Raven's hometown castle. Here we go. First, you meet the local cop who says this. You sure as hell should remember me. Sheriff Morrison. Yeah, I remember. I used to sit on your lap and piss all over your pants, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, boy. You was more full of water than Hoover Dam. And now he's a rock singer, huh? Yeah, you piss, used to piss all over me. Ah, I love that kid. Yeah, kid, get your pissy dick over here. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I love that. that. That's just how the local officer meets you. Um uh, 15 minutes after this, uh, the, uh, the monster dog, um, kills the, uh, the deputy and the sheriff pretty quickly. Um, and they, the sheriff also warns him, he's like, hey, make sure you got lots of guns. You know, there's deadly dogs out here that don't fucking rip your face off. <laughs> I like, no cop has ever told you, hey, make sure you bring guns places. <laughs> it makes it safer. <laughs> the whole, the whole plot of this movie makes no sense that it's just like oh hey the humane society's been full for a while (laughs) (laughs) yeah they done broke out out of nowhere i we don't know how to even kill a dog we can only kill uh fucking minorities you know our mo Uh, (laughs) good we got as many dogs as we could for the shoot uh mostly uh german shepherds except for the schnauzer yeah yeah (laughs) So it's it's funny we we bring up the dogs in this. Uh, so I was reading the facts about this movie, and apparently they got these dogs from a local blind shelter, where like these dogs were all supposed to help blind people, like they were service dogs, and. What? during the movie to get them to chase and bite at people they starved them for like two days so that they would run at the sight of food right away so that's how they got the dogs to like maul that guy because they put warm food in his body later they were like and they're just literally actually trying to eat the food out of his shirt (laughs) so that's really horrible <laughs> yeah i mean it's bad it's not good it's not good still, still, still better than uh, milo and otis yeah it's no milo and otis yeah. for sure um God. so but shortly after that they run into a second warning after this from another old man uh, so they have an old man who also warns them not to go who has the best life he also kind of looks like like uh wishes version of robert logia uh that maybe that's just my <laughs> take but here we go now you've done it. Can you feel the wind? The wind is lifting the fog and blowing away the clouds that cover the moon. Now he's back at last. He will command the hounds. And all of you, all of you will die. It was an accident. All of you will die. He's crazy. Can't you see he's crazy? Make him go away. You are already dead. All of you are already dead. His dogs will not spare you. He'll find you wherever you go. And when the moon shines again, you will all die. Wait, let's get you to a hospital. Hold it, Vince. If there's some- and then that guy just scampers off into the woods. <laughs> so- 
He's like the neighbor from Pet Cemetery. It's like, mm, sometimes dog is better. <laughs> sometimes dog is better than being alive. He's <laughs> going back to the uh, liquor store because he ran out of uh, minis on the way to the. Uh, All right, now now I got to go head over there to go get a couple more shots of Fireball. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, Jeremy, do you think he drinks Mad Dog Twenty Twenty? <laughs> oh yeah for sure he's definitely got a pocket full of aftershock that he poured off the top um that's part of uh the original <laughs> friday the 13th he's like you're all doomed you're all doomed you're doomed you're doomed you're still doomed five seconds as he walks away um so uh they go to run after him and then uh uh the main heroine Sandra and Vince uh, uh who's Alice Cooper they see a horrible werewolf monster that through the bushes that doesn't he doesn't look realistic at all. It's not a very good werewolf costume. Um, apparently, the guy who built this, um, the first day he was so proud on set that he had an animatronic puppet that was like eight foot tall. He's like, it moves three different ways. And the first time he he used it, it immediately broke in front of everybody and everybody started laughing on set. <laughs> He's like, shut up, my puppet's good. Um, so he had to like rebuild it that day, which I think is very fitting of the fucking train wreck that is this movie. Um, good job, Jim Hess, Jim, Jim Henson. Yeah. So uh, Vince, then uh, while they're they come back, and they're like, Who, what's going on there? I don't, I don't know. I think we just saw a big dog. They like underplay seeing an eight foot werewolf, um, which is funny. Um, Vince then hits a dog while driving, which, by the way, they just talked about there's killer dogs. So they get out and check on it immediately. Yes. And then, <laughs> then Vince has to kill it with a rock by hand. <laughs> and then uh, uh, 17 minutes. Uh, oh, that, I'm sorry. When he hit the dog, that's when they meet the old guy. He comes out of the bushes. Right. Now he's seen right. that. They drive off. Angela, when they get to the castle, has a bad dream. This is the other blonde chick or whoever. And uh, he she has a dream about that old man. Man, uh, it's very scary. He's trying to kill us! Anybody there? Well, we'll kill him first. We're gonna kill him, though. Don't worry. We'll kill him before he gets a chance. <clears throat> right, Vince? Vince, where are you? Are you making cool songs? <laughs> <laughs> so you think I'm lying, do you? <laughs> You'll soon find out who your singer is. <laughs> Stop! Why did you stab me in the eye just because I was assaulting you? What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't check the uh, the casting, uh, but I I call him uh, Rapey Bum. Yeah. Ra- <laughs> He is, or just a regular Italian. Um, so the uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, Vince uh, uh, after after they wake up after she wakes up from the dream, all the friends come in, and one is like the hairiest man I've ever seen. He's like, I'm just walking around shirtless in the castle, and then uh, she says uh, what she saw in the dream. You changed into a. A werewolf. (laughs) Can you see Vince transformed into a werewolf? (laughs) Just think of Vince, covered with hair, howling at the moon. (laughs) By the way, the guy who says that is covered in hair and howling at the moon. He has the hair pattern of a Robin Williams. Uh, Very Um, hairy. I wanted to point out, though... that uh, I'd been sitting on this. I actually had a cameo in this movie. It was me. It wasn't special effects. It was just me walking around naked. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, we get old hairy tits Pontius. Um, So, so we have a... Sandra then goes to go check on Vince, who's now reading about his backstory. And uh, we get to hear about the family history and uh, a little bit of just the weirdest dialogue that I had to record. It's just the the dubbing to make it work is just, I don't, I love how she talks about her job here. It's, it's very funny. Transforms the patient into some kind of madman. A beast that goes howling at the moon like a wolf. 
What? That's crazy. That thing we saw out there was an animal of some kind, not a man. Listen, werewolves do exist. Oh, bullshit, Vince. The year 2000 is just around the corner. <laughs> I am a recognized expert in electronic videos, and you... In electronic... I'm an expert in electronic videos, as opposed to the old times where we used to have to hand-scratch them on wood slabs. I do it... I do video this way, which is... I, I don't know why that makes me laugh so much, is her, her electric video job. I use the best Betamax that anybody can buy. <laughs> Also, I call I call bullshit because <laughs> women aren't experts in anything. <laughs> so, yeah, let's hear, hear hear a little bit more of this back and forth as we dive into the the backstory. You are the hottest rock and roll star in the world. You're making records, videos, movies on high-tech electronic equipment of fantastic sophistication. <laughs> you can get on a plane tonight and be in Australia tomorrow. And you're scared of werewolves. Twenty years ago, something terrible happened here. And it's happening again. Entire families were wiped out by a pack of killer dogs. <laughs> they weren't normal dogs. These dogs were more unpredictable and more intelligent. The people went crazy. They needed a scapegoat, so they accused my father. They called my father Where Bud, um, <laughs> <laughs> the leader of the killer dogs. Sorry, so, cat just bit my toe. I got a Where Kitty. <laughs> they said that his that my father, uh, you could hear him bark at the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Fozzie <I> Osborne. <laughs> I also like that they try to like paint this whole scenario as if it's some sort of genocide, as yeah. if these are like Nazi werewolves that are like, yeah. yes, they came because they didn't like us Jew dogs. They're like, that's not, I don't. First, they came for Herr Bezos. Then they came for us in the castle. And I said nothing. <laughs> so. they, 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 put, they put tattoos on us. They, <laughs> they, put, they put our license number. <laughs> the persecution of the Alice Cooper in this and his family is just, it's appalling. It's appalling. Um, they marked our women when they fixed them. <laughs> <laughs> they chipped all of us. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, all right, let's listen to a little bit more of this clip. Let's see how this goes. Oh, your father. Yes, my father. He was afflicted with that disease I was telling you about. Sometimes when the moon was full, he'd leave the house and go wandering through the fields like an animal. One time, my mother found him underneath a bush. His hands and his mouth were covered with blood. And next to him on the ground were the remains of a baby calf. He'd ripped the guts out and eaten them. Oh, my God. The neighbors were convinced that he was the cause of all the atrocities. How would they get that idea? How would they even think that he might be the person behind all that? That's crazy, I think. I <laughs> I gotta be honest. When he says that his his mother found his dad under a bush covered in blood, I was like, "Hey, it'll be over in like three days." <laughs> After a couple of years, we couldn't figure out why he had uh, take handfuls of salvia, and he went kind of nutty. He 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 always liked to speak in tongues to the bloody bush. Um, so <laughs> the... well, he also said that it was. Like a hand in the bush, over and over again. Hand in the bush, hand in the bush, hand in the... I got you. Um, so after this horrific story that ends with his father being burned alive and uh, horribly murdered, uh, Sandra tries to comfort him a little bit, because he's a big rock star, and he needs, you know, he has an ego that needs to be stroked. You sure are something. You know that, Sandra? Do you know something, Vince? As soon as we deliver this video job... We're heading straight for Morea, one of the 130 Polynesian islands. <laughs> she knows so much about it. Crystal clear water, two weeks of nude sunbathing, <laughs> coconut drinks, and making love. 
<laughs> making love. <laughs> we just need I've to finish never. this video job. <laughs> I've never. Can I just say, I've had sex with a lot of people. Some of them deserving, some of them not. I have never once said to a man, let's make love. I've never, who, I've never used that phrase. Who uses that phrase? Uh, when you're, you know, listen, when you're a big rock star like Vincent Raven <laughs> you you like to make love you know the rock and roll lifestyle he just wants I'm here to make love and go nude sunbathing and then have coconut drinks in the only, in one of the 138 Polynesian I was like how autistic is this woman that she knows this much about geography um his skin is so bad that man does not need more sun <laughs> like it's he doesn't need more. His, it is true that like Alice Cooper's like uh, like uh, uh, dermis looks like it's eighty percent blackheads. Like it's just oh, every pore God, is yes. filled. <laughs> uh, well, can I, can I also say as a woman, there I think there's nothing more insulting than a man saying, you know, you're really something. It's like saying I love you and someone says thanks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like you couldn't think of anything nice to say to me. You're like, wow, Ashley, you're really something. <laughs> so uh, the next day they prep for what is surely to be the most underwhelming uh, music video shoot of all time um, as they're just setting up like, oh, you know, it'd be cool we added some chain link fence outside that's gonna be that's gonna be a good shot right there and they're just having fun it's a whole montage that lasts way too long um then there's a then there's they do that for i i think i clocked it at four and a half minutes uh and it ends uh then it goes right into another musical number where we get to hear alice cooper's other big song he wrote for this they're filming the music video get to see music video two Time living in the city, and it feels so pretty. Summer in the city, come and you look at my titties. Jeremy, what did you think of uh, "Look Into My Eyes" by uh, Alice Cooper? Here was that uh, was that your jam? Here, is you and the cool '80s kids rocking out to this? Uh, it really has a, a taste of the Govins. Like, did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? I was peeing, but I could hear the beautiful sounds of Eric's voice. So good job, Eric. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah. We just played his other really bad song in here. So, uh, uh, wait, that wasn't you? No, that was look into my eyes. I thought Eric is really burning in you <laughs> um so i thought i thought you did a new original song this week no that's all alice cooper baby um so. thinking this had to be a song about a mirror and uh the burning after you get really uh having lots of rails or something yeah 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 but they get to the end of this video <laughs> And all of a sudden, one of their friends, Joss, uh, comes crashing through the window, and he's super dead on the floor. Uh, really good Not ending to the video. White wedding. Uh, 
the uh, Vince and the gang go to check it out. Like, oh, what could have pushed him from up there? And uh, Angela, just out of nowhere, just decides to have another dream sequence. Vince goes out to follow her, uh, and he's still dressed in his music video gear, which I guess the best way to describe his wardrobe is like... Um, like like noob sabot chic like he's dressed like a mortal combat character like it's a kind of a gi like a futuristic gi he's wearing um it's really fucking hilarious and there's lots like while he's looking for her there's just like three minutes of him going angela 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 as he's just running and he's not it's just this 40-year-old drug-riddled Alice Cooper just, like, high-kneeing it through the fucking uh, fields of the Philippines. Uh, absolutely wild to watch. Um, he uh, he then, uh, you hear this uh, little uh, warning here. Uh, I'm going to go. Here. Are we all agreed then? He's going to go out and find her. Well, only if you swear not to take any risks, Okay. Sure. Don't open up to anybody. By the way, the way he said that was just, he's like, hey, make sure you don't do anything risky. And he goes, sure. Um, I guess he couldn't be more dismissive of what she said. (laughs) But but also what a dumb thing of her to say. What a weird thing to say. Be like, don't take any risks. You're already going outside to look. What what do you mean? What are you doing? Yes. As that happens, uh, we we see some bad hombres that show up. I'm just going to call them the bad hombres, and these are the local the locals that want to kill uh, the Vince's whole family, including Vince. So uh, because they still believe in the curse. Uh, so here I have a little clip from the Z bad hombres here. Oh, it's also worth noting they kind of just show up and schmooze their way in. Everybody has guns too, by the way. Everybody, there's nobody who doesn't have a gun in this movie, and they are. They were like, "Hey, uh, we're Vince's friends. Can we come in? Is that cool?" Well, which can I also say because of the dress of some of the people in this movie, I can't quite pinpoint like what era this was supposed to be. Like modern times, eighties. Was this supposed to be like the Wild Wild West yes, of the, Back to the Future Part Three? I, I couldn't figure it yes, out. Yes, they look. They literally look like banditos from like a spaghetti western that show up out of nowhere in this movie. It's just, it's bad. Like they could all be in Manos' hands of fate. Fate. Um, so uh, here's some of the bad hombres and what they want to do. What I'm gonna do is. I'm going to shoot this here silver bullet right through his heart. Why would anyone want to kill Vince? I think I understand. You are the same band that killed Vince's father, aren't you? We made a mistake back then. We should have known his son was cursed by the evil, too. We should have killed him off then. You're just a bunch of stupid animals. What the hell do you think that killing Vince is going to solve? Don't you understand that werewolves are just an idiotic superstition? Listen, I was here that night when we killed Roberts. And I'm telling you, he wasn't a man anymore. You understand me, girl? He was something horrible. It's your wolf's eyes, not like a man's eyes, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> just looking back at you. I also like the idea that there's something worse than being a man. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Sandra then speaks up and says, listen, Vince can't be the main werewolf. We saw the main werewolf already, and Vince was with me, so I know he's not that. And they literally look at her and go, (laughs) ain't that right? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) They talked about werewolves for five minutes. They were like, yeah, he's not the werewolf. Shut up, you dumb bitch. Just this fucking. I just I love the back and forth of this movie. It's so good. Um, so as we as we get near the uh, third act of this movie, uh, we get to hear uh, Vince finally finds Angela. They head back to the house. Uh, they end up shooting a- Angela. Uh, and there's the level of overacting after Angela gets shot by like the two men actors who are in there. Who's going? Oh no! <laughs> it's just 
fucking it really terrible laugh. it really made me laugh vince heads to the roof while three out of the four banditos go to chase him up there the remaining thug is trying to scare the rest of the captives and he says this you look like a couple of queers to me <laughs> queers make my stomach turned <laughs> So, <laughs> queers make my stomach turn. So, uh, they, uh, who are you, Doug Pontius? <laughs> uh, so they, uh, they then that happens. The friends finally attack one of the banditos with a fire poker. Uh, that seems to be very effective. Vince then shotguns another. Um, then the, his friends go to help Vince. They're like, let's go find Vince. I'm going out to find Vince. Okay, but be careful, huh? Second he opens the door. Oh, God, there's dogs everywhere. It's a fucking Pound Puppies episode that immediately, <laughs> and they rip him to shreds as, like, this lady who has a shotgun, he's like, you got to fight him off before I can shoot. Just sh- shoot the dogs, lady. What are you doing? And they're just watching him get ripped apart, which uh, that also did make me laugh. Uh, Vince, meanwhile, is going full hobo with a shotgun upstairs, blows the head off another fella, then shotgun blasts the chest of another. Uh, meanwhile, the dogs finally get to the fire poker bandito, who, in self-defense, takes a lantern and tries to, like, throw it at the dogs, but instead just lights his dumb ass on fire, and then he has to jump out the window. So he's not, he's not the best and brightest here. Um... The dogs then stop as they hear an ominous howl as the big dog tries to uh, get through the door. Uh, The girls are trying to hold it back, uh, so they make a run for it. Um, The guys then... uh the guy then gets up and uh, shoots the big monster that you can barely see. Because apparently, this werewolf also comes with blue light wherever he goes. He's like, like this, because you don't want to see how shitty this puppet is. And uh, they, <laughs> he, he shoots it, and it's not effective. So he takes the, the gun and holds it like a bat and then tries to beat it with it. <laughs> it just immediately gets mauled. They're like, what did you, how did you think that was going to end, pal? How, what part? He's like, oh, a shotgun blast. Let me use the the hard end of this gun and try to beat him with it. Uh, so uh, a lot of a lot of odd choices here for sure. Um, she eventually runs up the steps. Her Angela and uh, Sandra they lock themselves in a door uh, behind a bathroom door, which the big monster wolf starts making his way through the door, a la The Shining. She comes at it with a pair of scissors, but all of a sudden it's just Vince standing there. Like, Vince, what the heck are you doing here? Um, she, and Angela thinks she knows why the dogs have left. Bathroom. And now, why don't the dogs attack us? Tell me the truth, Vince. Your neighbors were right. You are the monster dog. You are the murdering animal. God damn you. Damn you. You are a werewolf. I know you are. I know it. <laughs> Oh, I know you're a werewolf. I could tell because you change on the drop of a dime. Um, you gave me the mange. <laughs> so, uh, on screen, Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Sandra uh, then goes downstairs uh, to see that Vince is now, uh, all the dogs are healing to him and uh, in weird blue light. And they all just kind of slip out to get into the car, but realize that the Bandito's car, which is the only one that's working at this point, they got to go get the keys. He goes back up to get the keys off the Bandito. One of them is still alive, though. He shoots him pretty, uh, Sandra shoots him pretty easily, though. And they get back in the car to go drive away. Mary Lou is sitting up front, the lady with the visions, and all of a sudden, and she's like, I'm barely asleep. And then all of a sudden the dead head of Sandra falls onto, or I'm sorry, of Mary Lou falls onto Sandra's uh, shoulder. And she's like, what the hell is this? They look in the back. The entire eight foot tall monsters also riding in the back seat. They just haven't noticed as they're driving. Like, what is this? How did that get in there? Oh my God. Oh. And immediately bites Vince. Um, he yells at Sandra to jump out of the moving car as he takes it over the cliff. And uh, so Sandra is now free. She uh, she hobbles her ass to go investigate the uh, the, the the twisted 
uh, macabre scene of metal and flesh. And uh, she finds Mary Lou's carcass hanging out of the overturned car. And then out of nowhere, the old man from the beginning of the movie. I tell you now, he's taken my place. And his blood is as tainted as mine. This was just a baby. Horrible things happened. His father sank his teeth into my neck. And now Vince has come back to help me. No. For better or worse, we have a new king who will live in the house of the dead forever. So apparently werewolves are also part of the House of the Dead. Uh, These are all things I didn't know, but I'm excited to learn all this. Thank you, old man. You've been incredibly helpful. She goes to go find... Otherwise known as Snoop Town. Snoop Town, yes. Um, She finds uh, uh, Vince, Alice Cooper, who's now in like the... I, let's say he's mid 1950s werewolf transformed, so he's just got like some hair on the side of his face, like oh. Use it. Shoot me. Shoot me. Do it before it's too late. So uh, he does does a really bad transformation that does at no part does this thing look like a wolf that he's turning into. It just kind of looks like it's on par with like a, a ghoulies kind of transformation, just like a really shitty oddball puppet uh, that she eventually fucking <laughs> shoots it in the face. Without, unless, did she somehow get a silver bullet shotgun round? I don't know, because it does kill him instantly, and it doesn't seem to be a problem at all. The day is now saved, as uh, Sandra then laughs that uh, Angela was right. You, you were right, Angela. You weren't crazy, you knew. You knew all along. <laughs> And that brings us to an end. Well, it doesn't even bring us to an end. They didn't just do this whole song again. Or a montage. <laughs> with, with a montage of the entire movie that eventually ends up with end credits, which uh, brings us to an end of 1984's Monster Dog. We'll start with you, Miss Ashley. Your final thoughts on Monster Dog. This movie is terrible, and I deserve to be punished. <laughs> I think this was better than uh, Raise the Titanic. I can also, I agree with that. I agree with that. In fact, I'd say it's 10 times better. I mean, but 10 times zero still is a zero. So um, I think. I'd still say that it's better than uh, Troll 2. No, it's not better than Troll. Troll. Nil Gob is Goblin spelled backwards. Uh, Troll 2 is such a bad, it's good movie. And you know what? I put that in the same realm as this film for sure. Uh, If you like movies that are so bad that they're hilarious, I think this is right up your alley. Check it out. It's bizarre. It still does all that weird Italian movie bullshit where it's like, oh, we're going to be artsy and just show tits here for no reason. Um, It's just, it makes no sense. And I kind of love it in a certain way. I... I would, I, you know what? I'd suggest for you to go check it out as soon as possible, free on Tubi. Um, Ashley, you made it through with a migraine. She's she's having a rough time, but where can people find you at, and what you got coming up? You can find me online at ashleypontiuslaps.com. Um, I know in the next week, the one that matters the most is please come see me headline. Church of Satire in Hanover, PA, July 15th at 8 p.m. Hell yeah. And make sure you wish Ashley a happy birthday this week. The bitch made it a whole nother year around the globe, and she deserves your praise. Make sure you give it to her and check out an AP show. All things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. Be a Denton this weekend coming up, so check me out there if you're on the Eastern Shore. Jeremy, take us out of here. We're not worthy. We're not worthy.